smoking cigarettes again, Sarah? <laughs> I wish. I wish I could go out and party all weekend long. No, even at our live show on Friday night, I only had one margarita. That's I, how pathetic. I will say that was pretty pathetic. Usually you like will have one just in like the last 15 minutes of the show. And I was watching you, and you, I mean, granted, you did have a big girl glass, though. I did have a big girl glass to kick it off, but then uh, I didn't drink again, and I was I was really disappointed. And actually, I didn't drink the rest you, of the weekend. You didn't go out after that? No, I went home. I went home and went to bed. Um, Saturday night, I had to host another event, so I, you know, you rallied for that. you didn't drink at that. that event? I didn't drink at, that, at all for that event. And then Sunday, I had a woman, I got a new closet shopper. My last one ditched me. So I got a new closet shopper, and she came over for four hours and did uh, outfits, which was exhausting. Um, I uh, brought our old, the old executive producer, Jeremiah, from the old Sarah Ty and Mel show. He was in town. I know. So I brought him to come party, and I'm just telling you, we drank so much on Friday night that I don't remember the rest of the weekend. Like, At all? all look, I remember Sunday? we were drinking a bunch here, okay, so I had like three or four beers here. Then we went to this, like, my buddies are opening up, uh, my, okay, the chef I used to work for, Tim Ma. Oh, yeah, they're opening he's, up another he's place. He's opening up a company. He's doing, like, the kitchen another spot with, like, Eric Hilton and the Hilton Brothers. Okay. And so they're I doing. I don't know who they are. They're, though. like, they own, like, Marvin. And they own a bunch of the big restaurants okay. in D.C., right? They own, and also Eric Hilton, like, is in Thievery Corporation. Okay. So he's, like, a famous musician, too. Okay. Okay, well, anyways, they partnered up, and they opened up a new restaurant that all these mutual friends that we have are doing the PR for them. So we showed up to that. Drank a lot. Went to another restaurant. Continued drinking. And then the next thing I know, we're at a bar, and it's like 2.30 in the morning, and they're asking us to leave. <laughs> and we weren't in the same neighborhood at all. I somehow went from, like, one neighborhood to another neighborhood, and then I just, like, I look at my Uber seat, and I left this completely different neighborhood. I do remember that Jeremiah could always hang. Oh. Like, Jeremiah is a person that... Jeremiah and I used to get in so much trouble. Yeah. So much trouble. Oh, and he would, like, be the person, too. Like, and I loved Jeremiah's work ethic, too, because he would always show up on time. Like, he was incredibly mm-hmm. a great worker, but he would never even disguise the fact that he was, like, hungover or still drunk. He'd be like, oh, my God, I'm, st- I'm so drunk, and I skateboarded here. And yeah. Like, what? and that's awesome about him. That's what's so You're awesome like, about dude, him. Dude, it's a Wednesday morning, like, at 4.30 a.m., and he'd completely still be. Well, sir, if you stop drinking at 2.30, you can't sober up in two hours. That's just science. It works for Jeremiah. It so. works for you guys. I mean, I'm envious. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I I look a thousand years old. It just doesn't work. There comes a point when you're drinking at night, right? When you realize it's past midnight and you're like, oh shit, I have to be up so early that you, I probably should have played the disclaimer. Oh yeah, hit the disclaimer. Let me do it before I say the story. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. When you just sit there and you go, oh shit, I... I'm either going to not wake up for work because there's no way that I'm going to go home now, fall asleep because I'm so drunk now that I'm going to sleep way past. Like, there's no way an alarm is going to wake me up. You know what I mean? Oh, God. So then you have to decide, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to order a beer and I'm going to chill now until the bar closes. And then that way I only have to kill about an hour and a half until I have to head to work anyways. Okay. So you can usually find, like, hanging out with friends or, you know, on your phone doing something to kill an hour and a half. And then you show up to work drunk still. But then the issue is, you just, all you gotta do is make it until 9 a.m. because that's when, like, you know, people start walking in the office and bringing in, like, breakfast and shit. 
Because long as you can last till 9 a.m., that's when the hangover kicks in. It's like a whole technique, oh. Sarah. It is a technique, and I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could still do it. But now, like you I can't just stop drinking sober at tw- You can't stop drinking between 12.30 and one, like at 2 o'clock. Honestly, you can't. If at you... that point, if you stop drinking, you're going to go home, you're going to fall asleep, you're never going to make it to work the next day. And once you cross that threshold, then you just got to continue going. Uh, if you whipped out a knife and, and stuck it to my gut and told me, hey, when's the last time you drank after midnight? I couldn't even come up with a date. I don't even know. That I is go to ridiculous. Bed so early. That is ridiculous. <laughs> we have so much to get to on the show. But speaking of drinking, um, we have to thank our amazing partners, by the way. Uh, so it's true. You can now afford an open bar for your upcoming holiday party. California Tortilla, we love you. Oh. I think their salsa or their hot sauce, by the way, and the gift cards were a big success mm-hmm. at our live show. Uh, California Tortilla Tortillas make your own fajita and taco bars. Take the guesswork out of pleasing guests. For more info on how they can cater your next party, and especially for the holidays, support our partners. Visit caltort.com backslash catering or call 855-CALTORT to book today. Um, so tons of stuff, as I mentioned, happened to me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this. Yes. I, a family member uh, reached out to me over the weekend. They found out that they have a four-month-old son. They just found out over the weekend. Is a they, woman? Uh, no, it's a guy. Okay, because I was going to say, <laughs> that's one hell of a story right there. No. I, so uh, they found out that they've got a four-month-old son mm-hmm. um, just over the weekend. And, um, well, I should say this. Back up. Like a week or two before... They were reached out to by a woman who said, I really want you to take a DNA test. I have a four-month-old son, and I think it's yours. They did that. They get the results in. Now they're a dad. And so I, I feel like I can't be alone in this, right? Like, there's got to be other people listening in your family. Like, when did you find out you had a kid? When? Uh, hopefully never, Sarah. Hopefully, like, you know, sitting there with someone that I plan on having a kid with. I don't know. I've never had a kid. Do you think there's one out there? Do you think you'll get that For call? For me, hey. no. For me, no. Because at this point, I've done my back research on pretty much everybody. And there's, like, a couple strippers here and there, but, like, I'm not worried about them. Um, Because there's no way they can prove it's mine anyways. Well, anyhow, I would love for – I'll talk more about that, and then I want people to weigh in on how long Mm -hmm. until somebody in your Mm -hmm. family found out. Also, you know, conspiracy theorists are are flying. I want to know – I want you to put on your – My aluminum foil hat. Your aluminum foil hat. I'm ready. Which should be easy for us to do, right? I'm ready. Kanye West had a meeting with President-elect Donald Trump, Uh which is leading lots of people to believe, did he have a psychotic breakdown or was that part of a bigger plan? What is the plan? What's going on here? So what do you, I'll tell you some of the theories mm-hmm. that people have said, but also I want to know yours. Or maybe there's nothing to it. I don't know. I'm hoping he's going to be Secretary of State. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. Like, at hey. this point, it would not surprise me. I mean, doesn't that seem like the next logical thing? It, it, I would hope so, yeah. It seems possible. Anyway, um... So, yeah, that was happening. I'll tell you about some of that. And then, uh, speaking of drinking, you know, the happy hour playset isn't real. So, did you hear about this? The parents were freaking out because someone had put together, like, a, um, not a Playmobil, but, like, you know, playset, the company. Remember they would do the fake kitchen, yeah, the, the plastic fake, like, kitchen? Yeah, the plastic kitchen with, like, the plastic well, eggs and the plastic right. bacon. Yeah. Well, someone released online a playset of happy hour, which was, like, there was a b- plastic bar in the background, plastic bar, and then three bar stools. Well, that's and fantastic. Kid, <laughs> and parents that's fantastic. over the weekend went nuts. So, I'll tell you all about that, and now some people want to make I it I hope official. you're saying they went nuts in support because 
Um, yeah, they uh, yeah they did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, a little recap of our weekends and live show. So, how was your weekend? We had the live show on Friday. What were your takeaways from that? From the live show? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I think this time we really got, like, at this point, it's almost like uh, old hat. You know what I mean? Like, we show up, and I feel like we just, I get it now. I understand there's a difference between the live show. My only issue was this time, I usually have one audience member that doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they get yeah. dragged, and I usually just kind of dig into them throughout the show. This time, the guy that was the new audience member that I thought was going to be my target, he ended up loving the shit out of the show. And so he was like, I couldn't like even make fun of him at all. There were so many good moments. And because we're getting ready to go on vacation. Yeah. December 15th, we're on vacation. So tomorrow will be our last live show. So we're, we haven't normally in the past for a while released the live shows. Because sometimes the audio isn't always great. Yeah. We, you know, you can't always hear, like, if the audience yells at we us. We get really drunk. It doesn't make any sense we after get 35 drunk. minutes. Do you think we should start limiting Paul Wharton's Patron drinks before he before, goes live? I think he should come on. Because the other thing, once you get him on, that's it. Like. You don't get him off. Like, like, you can't get him off. Like, at one point, I sat there, and it was like, yo, dude, we have 15 minutes left in the show. You were supposed to share three stories. You've shared literally just you walking into the bar. You haven't even gotten to the good part yet. Oh, my God. Paul Wharton. I mean, how many audience members did he call bitch? Like, oh, so many. Crazy. So many. He came on the first thing. He said, my favorite thing is the first like, all right, y'all done with this boring-ass show? Mm-hmm. He was like, Paul, you just said that the show was boring. Like... What the fuck? Maybe that was his way of, like, introing himself or, like, really, Maybe, I don't yeah. know, trying to, Let me I insult the two hosts and then come on <laughs> yeah. up. It worked. Well, that seems it like worked. his. It worked. Yeah, I mean, that seems like his shtick the last time he was here. Remember, it was supposed to be talking about Omarosa, but then he just stopped and he was like, I'm going to tell you how I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay. All right. I mean, Paul Wharton hijacks the show. It's Good for him. What he does. It's what he does. I need to come to one of his stand-ups. I don't think he does stand-up, though, does he? He says he does. He does, he does one. And he, he says does? He, he does it here, yeah, at the DC Improv. What? With somebody else. Supposedly he does stand-up, yeah. Oh, my God. I got to witness that. I know. I do, too. Uh, anyway, thank you all for coming out. It was amazing. It was a sold-out anniversary show. Um, we had so much fun. I was so... I thought this show, by the way, was the most men we had ever had in the audience. Uh, that blew me away. Tons of guys. I didn't think our show was really guy-targeted. Dude, I loved it. And the crazy thing was, though, out of this show, too, something I noticed was not only was there tons more guys, but there was, like, five audience members that had never even heard the show before. Yeah. They just, like, their friends. I think it was also because it was, like, the holiday time. So, like, they must have bought tickets thinking they were coming to somebody that knew it. And then they must have bailed. So they just convinced somebody. But, like, there was, like, this British girl who had never heard the show before. She loved it. The guy in the back. Like, it was insane to me. It was it was a good crowd. And, and it was a really calm crowd, too. Like, not as rowdy as some of the other crowds we've had, I feel. Oh, yeah. Some of the other ones, too. Yeah. yeah. People, from they jump, like, start yelling at stuff, you know, right at us on bat, stage. Yeah. Which we keep thinking about that. I feel like we do need to get a microphone for the audience. But anyway, one of those times. One of those times. Uh, anyhow, thank you so much for coming. And as we go on vacation in the next couple weeks, because we'll be off for two weeks, we'll put out one of those, uh, or we'll put out that live episode so you can hear uh, Paul Wharton in his entirety. Um, So this Christmas, uh, there's a new study out that says that men want, they don't want sex for Christmas. Bullshit. Does anyone really, I mean, when I read that headline, I'm like, 
I have men like ask three for or four. Sex? I have three or four married friends that would beg for sex for any holiday. They want they a would, sex or they want a blowjob. They job. would convert to Islam if they knew they could get sex at the end of Ramadan. You know what I mean? Like that's how much they want it. It's really that bad. Yeah, Sarah. I don't think you realize most like you and Dan are kind of like rabbits. You know. <laughs> See, but that's the thing. I feel like we need to be having even more sex because he's been like I think out. You need to be having not more different. Like I really like. I'm sorry, but. I just envision you and Dan, like, you have a routine. Three minutes on top, three minutes from behind. All right, I'm done. Okay. Like, I just feel like it's always, like, the same thing no, every time. Spice you guys up. kiss a little bit, and then you guys, like, I feel like you're also at the point in your relationship that, like, when was the last time he took off your clothes? Because I feel like you're at the point, and you're, like, you would probably just walk in and go, oh, we're having sex? Great. And you just, like, take off your clothes, get naked, and then lay down and go, okay, let's do this. You know what? I think it's been a while. Yeah, that's see? Gonna, you know what? There's a spice see, it up. That's the thing. I'd be like, hey, what if we try to undo my bra again? Well, you know what? I think it has been a second. You're so right. Yeah. See, because you guys are in that comfortable part of the relationship where you just like. We have a lot of morning sex. Uh, like, yep. Uh, it's it's kind of like, you know what? Let's just go to bed now. We'll do it in the morning. That's fine. And then you wake up in the morning. You start like, you know, he kind of pokes you from behind a little bit. And you go, all right, fine. And you just like take off all your clothes and and that's it. And you're like, oh, no, we had sex. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm going to make him listen to this and, like, spice it up. I like that. Um, Well, according to this survey, men don't really want sex for Christmas. They want cash. 56% of men prefer this to any other present. Uh, Well, here's the thing. Are we talking about, like... And that's from their significant other. They're saying from anyone. Well, yes. Okay, if they're saying from anyone, that makes sense. All right. So let's say, par example, I'm going to take, you know, you, for instance. Okay? Dan. You would want sex from Dan for a Christmas present, okay? That would make sense, okay? You would want that. Now, let's talk about other people that may give you a present. How about, you know, your brother Seth, okay? I don't think you'd want sex from him. You'd probably want cash (laughs) instead. Um, Your niece, definitely don't want sex from her. You'd probably take the cash. How about your, you know, your, uh, I don't know, your your cousins, right? Your gunkles. Okay, I really doubt well, you want to have good gifts, though. But I really I'd doubt you want to have a three-way with them, Sarah. You're gonna want to get cash. Like. Well, but men. But here's my thing. So you're in a relationship. Would you want cash from your significant other? Because this is more than half of men would actually prefer cash over a gift from their significant other. While women, of course, wanted to receive a present. This well, here's my question: How much cash are we talking about? Probably like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. They okay. would rather pre- they prefer that than an unwrapped traditional. Well, if it's just me getting like a regular, uh, this is gonna sound horrible, Sarah. You're gonna can you say this? Why? Yeah. All right. Why? Fine. Okay. So if this is just like a regular, like you know, a regular lay, right? A regular sexual encounter. Okay. Nothing like crazy. I think that I could probably, if I'm in a relationship, I could probably go take the lady out and spend a hundred dollars. Okay. And get a way crazier lay than if I just, you know what I mean? It's so like the hundred dollars may be actually worth more. I just thought that lay. was so bizarre. Like, like a, your significant other giving them cash. But I mean, I, would you? Would you ever give Dana, like... Yeah, well, I, I've given him gift cards, which is basically the same thing. It's basically like going, here's a gift card to go buy that watch you want. Here's $100 towards the watch you want. Yeah, but that's at least with something in mind. You know what I mean? Cash is just like, here you go. Like, my parents, they know if they give me cash, I'm going to buy drugs with it. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, you give me cash, I'm going to be like, well, guess what? Now I don't feel bad about purchasing this marijuana. It wasn't in my budget originally, but neither was this gift. Is marijuana really still a drug? No, I guess so. No, in other states. It depends. You know, federal law, technically. Um, well, anyway, women, of course, wanted the gift, which had more thought and meaning. Of course. 
What woman wants to just receive cash from their significant other? What do you other? think Dan's going to get you? Do you have any idea? Have you already told him? Um, well, I've asked him not to do this because um, I just think it's too extravagant of a gift. But I told you, I think he's buying me a KitchenAid mixer. And I feel like this is for Dan's benefit because he wants me to bake things. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Which I love baking. If anything, I feel like you're trying to dodge it because you realize that this gift comes with like actual responsibilities. <laughs> I know, because I had mentioned a while ago, I was like, God, because we, we get pleaded, like I tell everybody mm-hmm. that, you know, we get the food delivery services every week, which really I love because I could, I'm not creative in the kitchen at all, you know, and if anything, I don't really like to cook, but I, I like to make like a zucchini bread every once in a while, yeah. pumpkin square with cream cheese frosting. Something just basic, yeah. So I was saying to him, I'm like, I would love to make zucchini bread like all fall. And he was like, oh, all right, well, would you ever want a kitchen a mixer? I was like, oh, my God, I would love one, but I don't really need one. And so I think that's what I'm going to get. Oh, but still, Which the I kitchen think is, mixer is good. extravagant. I will tell you this, though. You do have the responsibility to use it on the regular basis because I have friends of mine that have purchased, like... They're so ex- expensive. Ex- ex- purchased expensive gifts. Yeah, like, like, like one time, I had a friend that purchased, like, an entire pasta-making kit. You know what I mean? Like the, pasta, like, the rollers, all that, like, really fancy, really expensive, like 400, 500 bucks, right? The person still never used it. They still never used it. And it's like such an act of tension. So you either got to get out of there now or you better get ready to cook a lot of zucchini bread. I would rather have cash. Give me $400 to pay my stylist. Like, I'd rather have that gift. Because I don't really want to cook. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because But then again, like, how much does a stylist really benefit him? I think he's also (laughs) thinking, like... At some point, you got to start buying gifts with yourself in mind. He does. He does. You know? Because I feel like whenever women buy gifts for men, they buy it with themselves in mind. Well, anyway, I mean, we'll see, but I feel like that's what I'm going to get. Do you know what you're going to get from your significant other? I have no idea. Are you guys going to even do gifts because your relationship's well, kind of yeah. new? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, of course we are. I have to. It's her her birthday and Christmas are within like five days. Oh, yeah. You've got totally lots of fucked. stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally fucked on that one. And I'm not going to be here, so I have to like get stuff in advance. Oh, damn. Yeah. You guys are doing that soon. Um, are you surprised to hear this, that a study of half of all people remember events that never even happened? So, and this, this is in regards to basically, like, if you ever find yourself caught in a vivid memory of an event, right? So you go, oh, of course, Sammy and I, like, went to this concert together or whatever. Yeah. According to research by psychologists at the University of Warwick in the U.K., you're far from alone in the sense that it probably never happened. The study demonstrated about half of individuals will come to believe a fictional event occurred if they are told about that event and then repeatedly imagine it happening. So if you're repeatedly told about an event. Oh, my God, that's such a relief. If you repeatedly said, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of what happened, like your mom, right? I guess like my mom being like, yeah, don't you remember that time you like were in that school play? And then if you begin to think about it and somebody else said yes, you believe it's really true when it wasn't when true. You, I've seen like old videos, you know, me doing stuff. And then my parents talk about it so often that in my mind, I actually think I remember it. But I know for a fact there's no – because I don't remember anything else from that time age, from that age. I just happen to, like, see something, and then they tell me about the same story over and over and over and over and over again. And then you believe it's – then you and begin to I, just believe it's true. Yeah, like, there's, like, a, there's like a, there's, like, an example of, like, they always talk about, like, when me, when I was, like, riding my bike and, like, I like stuck my tongue out. They're like, don't you remember that? It was so funny. And then your dad, da-da-da. I don't remember it, actually, but I've seen, like, a video clip of it, and they've told me the story so many times that in my head I can actually recreate it. Well, that's what they said. They said the study experimented with implanting fake but relatively harmless memories, such as taking a childhood hot air balloon ride, pulling a prank on a teacher, or causing trouble at a family wedding into the minds of study participants. Researchers told them about that event as if they were real. 
And about 30% of the participants appeared to remember it. So you were like, hey, yeah, remember when we were at that wedding and you did that? And you're like, oh, I do. Um, Only do you it understand? never happened. Wait, is this the point that I'm supposed what? to put my aluminum foil hat on? Because this is when I kind of want to put it on right now. Well, do you understand do what it. this means? Do you understand what this means, Sarah? Yes, it has big ramifications. Huge ramifications. Now governments can implant information into your head and you'll think it's like a spy could come to you, right? Implant in your head that you murdered somebody, Sarah, and you would go and actually take the rap for murdering someone when you never even did it. Yeah, well, that's what the, the whole oh thing is. Oh, my God, says. you think that happened to Stephen Avery? <gasps> Making a murder part four. Um, I don't even think they even bothered to implant it in Stephen Avery's mind. I think they just all implanted it in each other's, and then it became, you know, a I town. I was going to say, that's, a, that's also a tough mind to mess with. I feel like it's so small. <laughs> Well, here's the problem. The results raise questions about the integrity of the process and um, processes that rely heavily on memory, from courtroom testimony to therapy treatments. These are all big things. So as more and more of this come out, it's going to make a therapist, forensic investigators, medical personnel, human resource staff, and jurists, their jobs are going to become much, much more difficult. And awesome. how much weight they The mob opinions. is going to spend so much money for this technology. <laughs> This is fantastic. <laughs> That's like all the technology, though. That's like it. There's no more. I mean, there's no technology. It's just saying to you, hey, you remember doing that, right? Like, here's the thing. Because remember I how do. I used to, Here's the thing. So at this point, Sarah, you know how I've kind of made up this story about how in high school they called you No Razor Fraser? <laughs> right? Like, I've made that up and I've said yes. that for years. At this point, can you actually, in your mind, like, envision someone in your high school that's actually real calling you No Razor Fraser? Sure. So, like, it's actually been emblazoned in your mind as being a true fact, when in all reality, it was completely made up by me. Well, no one ever <sighs> called you no Razor Fraser. I mean, I can't say, I do know that story is fake, so I can't really, because the problem is it remains so vividly in my mind that you basically said it when we were on the old radio station, and then everybody else believed it, but I always knew that it wasn't real. It wasn't real. real. So. God, that was funny. But. Anyway. But it's something like that could happen, though. <laughs> you wait, like, 30 years from now, you're going to go to, like, one of your high school reunions and be like, don't you remember, Todd, you used to call me no Razor Fraser? <laughs> I am never going to. Yeah. That, that it could. If we, so... keep, if we keep, if I keep on talking about it on and off for the next, like, 30 years, you'll actually believe it's a real thing. I'm sure someday, if I, like, I'm 80-something years old. This is going to be my goal in life now. <laughs> Mark the date. What's the date? December 13, 2016. The experiment has begun. Here, all right. We'll see if people will remind us, too. The audience has the best memory. So what are your theories on why Kanye West has met with um, President-elect Donald Trump? And they even had a lobby picture that was taken um, by their by Trump's entourage. After the meeting, Trump came downstairs from Trump Towers in New York to see him out of the building, something only previous done with a Japanese bank executive. Um, and his daughter, Ivanka, was with him. Trump, by the way, had called and requested a meeting. Um, they had a 15-minute meeting. Any ideas why you think Kanye West is meeting with President-elect Donald Trump? Secretary of State, baby. Has he had, has he announced the Secretary of State yet? No, I no. don't think so. I think this is going to be the big one. I because think Kanye is going to be... That's his, I'm telling you this. I think that this is just a huge... I still think he's going to sit there on Inauguration Day and be like, guys, are you serious? You like, I put Kanye West as Secretary of State. You guys haven't gotten me out yet? <laughs> Like, I just think he's desperately looking for moves to make sure he doesn't have to be president. Well, this meeting has raised a lot of questions as to what the deal is with uh, Kanye West's psychiatric breakdown. How bad could that breakdown really have been if now he's meeting with Donald Trump? Also, people are saying that Kanye, to plan or to, I guess, have his comeback, is asking to be the A-list performer at Trump's inaugural ball. 
Do he you wants think to be the wants, performer. That's the rumor. You think that makes sense? I mean, yeah, good for Kanye, I guess. I mean, at this point, he's probably got as many Trump supporters as he does other supporters. I, I mean, then, he's just one of those artists that he has supporters on both sides, right? <sighs> I feel like so. Do you think he has supporters? I mean, on both do I sides? think he has as many supporters as, let's say, Tim McGraw? No, <laughs> but you know, I still think people who go to an inaugural ball know who Kanye West is. <laughs> Tim McGraw. I mean, I don't okay. know who else is going to perform there for him. Like they well, said, he can't get anybody. Can't That's get Ted the issue. Nugent, Kid Rocky said, "Remember that they can't. Well, they won't come." We were talking about this at the live show. Um, they want to get someone aside from Kid Rock and Ted Nugent because they're so sort of polarizing in the. Doesn't Scott Bayo sing and dance still, or no? <laughs> Is he just an actor? I think he's just an actor. Mm, that'd be great. Anyway, so, um, and the other rumor, of course, is that Kanye West, because Kanye has openly said that he wants to run for president in 2020, that Kanye is looking for some sort of cabinet position or would like to be named an ambassador. He should. <laughs> an ambassador of ambassador. what? Ambassador. So, no, I mean, that, do you understand, like, you want to do the biggest fuck you to a country? Send Kanye West as the ambassador. Send him as that? Oh, my God. I, I mean, these are people that are literally asking for jobs in which they don't plan on actually doing. They just want the title. Like, president. You know, ambassador. Like, are you kidding me? What, what is Kanye? Is Kanye really going to go spend four years of his life immersed in a culture to learn and to help, you know, create relations and to help economic decisions and to help with the... Is he really? No, he's going to go on tour. He's going to be making another album. He's got very easies to come out. Amazing. I just think it makes people, I don't know, to me, I'm like, then are you really capable of having a psychiatric breakdown? Like, um, supposedly such this, like, mental chaotic breakdown, and now you're flying to New York? Yes, and he's going to be Secretary of State, Sarah. (laughs) He's going to be Secretary of fucking State. I don't know. It's crazy. It's going to be amazing. Kanye West, Secretary of State. Garth Brooks is apparently also in the running. Oh, good. uh, By the way, to... uh, to perform at the inauguration, um, uh, Garth Brooks to me would be more of somebody that bridges both. I think, I think liberals, you know, I don't really see too many young people being like, "Oh man, can't wait for Garth Brooks." Oh my God, Friends in Low Places. You don't still love that when Sarah, that comes on at the bar? I still remember Garth. Bro- remember that time when Garth Brooks had an alter ego named Chris Gaines? Yes. Remember that? And Garth Brooks was the guest of, was the host of Saturday Night Live, but Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Yeah. That's when I sat there and I looked at myself. I looked at the TV and I go, "This guy is batshit fucking crazy." Like he. He is insane. Yeah. He's like, completely insane. Completely insane. And I just, I can't, like, I don't like the music anyways. I don't know. I'm not a country fan. I'm not a huge country fan either, but Garth was somebody that I could get into. It's kind of like Taylor Swift. Like, I feel like they, at the time when Garth was, like, huge, everybody was listening to See, Garth. See, I was more into Billy Ray at the time. I was like an achy, <laughs> breaky, awesome I was an achy breaky heart kind of boy. Uh, a playset. The company wants you to know that the happy hour playset is not real. And it is not coming out. Fisher Price says that somebody, adding to fake news, went online and created an ad in what even looked like a play a toy store online where you could order the happy hour playset that was, um, it had like a martini. Oh, I saw that. It's fantastic. <laughs> and kids behind the bar. It's totally fake. Wouldn't that be amazing? I feel like so many parents would buy that. See, I was, so were parents upset about it, or was Fisher Price upset about it? I think both. Really? Well, I mean, Fisher Price is saying that parents were upset, but... I doubt that, because I think any parent would sit there and actually be like, you know, if I can teach my kid how to make me a cocktail, that would make taking care of him through, like, you know, up until eight years old so much better. Like, oh. look, at, kids learn how to put toast in the toaster, right, by playing with those things, don't they? 
So all of a sudden, you know, by the time they're three and four, they can literally put a piece of toast in the toaster. You know, but I don't think you want to teach a three or four year old how to get a beer from the bar. Uh, I am pretty sure that those little kids would have no problem doing it. No problem. I send my nephews to go get me ice all the time. Well, ice is different than going to the bar and like getting behind the bar. With by the way, this fake playset has like a martini like picture Good. Oh, up. Fantastic! If I could teach them how to make a stiff gimlet, like that'd be fantastic. Um, so anyway, you were asking if if Fisher Price was upset or the parents. Yeah. Well, when this was posted online, the playset went viral with two million Facebook followers and shares. Um, the comments were everything from obviously laughing. People got that it was a joke, but others go. So now your toy company widely trusted amongst parents for many decades is promoting drinking with this, quote, children's toy of a bar complete with beer bottles? One user wrote. Good for... I love those. Those people are what make America great again. You know what I mean? You should stop selling this toy, declared another. No, not cute. It's exploitation of the young mind. Way to have a sense of humor, guys. Okay, I'm sorry, but even if that was a real toy, because of the best thing you can do. Okay, you don't have to sit there and write and... Do this. You just don't buy it. Because if they don't sell it, guess what they don't do? They don't make it anymore. It's that simple. You know? People that, like, I don't understand why people are going, like, it's a joke, clearly, and it's a funny damn joke. And if they had it, honestly, I would probably buy it for my nieces and nephews. (laughs) Well, I mean, toy companies have, you know, I mean, they have made some interesting, people were outraged by, like, the pregnant Barbie. Oh, the pregnant Barbie. How about this? The fact that one of the highest grossing toy sales of all time was when you had a little furry red creature, you had to tickle his dick and he laughed, okay? How about that? Tickle me, Elmo. That's exactly, you had to tickle his dick and he laughed. I think you could tickle his whole body. I don't think it was one specific spot. Dude, that was it. It was right there. Um, I would be curious, because I, I, you know, like I was saying, one of my family members has discovered they're a dad after, you know, four months. So has anyone else had that situation? You need to email us. So, like, the kid is now four months old. Four months old. And so he hooked up with somebody. Mm-hmm. Four months ago. And well, uh, more than four months ago, Sarah. Well, correct. You're right. A year ago. A year and one year month ago. ago. A year and two months ago. Okay, a year and a month ago. Right. So they hooked up. And then a couple weeks ago, he was reached out to by this woman who apparently is living with another guy who, what I've been informed through my family members, is that this other man still believes that this little boy is his is son. Is his son. Okay. So... But the mom had obviously had doubts and reached out to my relative and said, hey, I want you to take a DNA test, which she did. And now, boom, he's It's confirmed that it's so, wait, so is she going to tell the other guy? Well, that's what I'm waiting to find out. You know, I'm going to Maine this week, so I'm going to be hearing all this story. But I I am like, how do you break it to this other guy without this other guy going crazy? Oh, the guy's going to go apeshit crazy. There is no way. I hope he's a rational guy. How are you going to be rational, Sarah? Okay, I'm sorry, but I look at this, okay? I started dating somebody, right? And they got pregnant with someone that clearly they weren't that serious with because if they have, you know, intercourse with them, Enough to get pregnant, you know, like unprotected sex, right? And then, what, they're with me a week later and long enough that I actually can think with a timeline that that's my kid? And then we're together that entire time? They were, they're living together, I believe. Yeah, like you're living together? Uh, no, it's, uh, you tell me, and I go, great, thank you. Let me get my suitcase. Well, good, well, I, I mean, would be the course. fuck out of there. Like, I can get the fuck out. No one's going to sit there and be rational. Like, I wouldn't, I thought that kid was mine for four months. I paid medical bills. I paid all this. If anything, the guy's probably going to sue her, isn't he? I don't know. Can you do that? I think you can now. I think that if it's because it was under, like, you know, the assumption that it was his, you know, you can't lie to someone like that about a child. It, it's going to be 
really fascinating. I'd love to know how your family handled it. You can email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. She's about to ruin someone's Christmas, tell you what. Oh, I know. I wonder, yeah, do you tell him before Christmas? What would you do? Would you tell him before Christmas or after? At this point, he's already bought the gifts, so I would just... But uh, you personally, if it was you, would you want to know I would want to know immediately. The second she found... Here's the thing. I would be more upset that she thought this the entire time and she never bothered to tell me. At least tell me, you know, in there, I can be like, wait, what? This may be some other guy's kid? Oh, shit. Well, make sure he's paying half this, too. And I'll reimburse him at the end. I, it's fascinating to me. Oh, no. Hell no. That's some, like, Ricky Lake, Maury <laughs> Come shit Come on right this there. show. Yeah. Um, you can also email K at Um We want to continue our sponsorship, though. We want to take a little break to mention one of our awesome partners. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you ever want to partner and advertise with this podcast, we want you on board. Sales at HeyFrage.com. So let's say you have an awkward holiday party planning up, you know, where you're going to tell your significant other that their child is not theirs. <laughs> Let me tell you how you can turn that one around. Don't serve soggy sandwiches. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Fresh-made fajitas and tacos with the help from California Tortilla Catering. That's all you need. Caltor.com backslash catering, or you can call 855-CAL-TORT to book yours today. Love it. A couple of emails that we received. So Pilar, you know, Pilar's our amazing, um, she's been an amazing listener, and um, she donated all the wine to our election Mm -hmm. night party. She wanted us to talk about, um, this happened last week, but this was the party in Mexico, the quinceanera that went viral, where 1.2 million people are supposed to be showing up. Dude, yes. It's going to be awesome. It's December 26th, by the way. So they're still not sure, you know, in authorities, and it's been all over the news there around Mexico, just saying to people, look, this wasn't, they made the mistake take on the invitation of essentially saying everybody's welcome but they really only meant that for the select family members for, and friends yeah but somehow it got shared like eight hundred thousand times and then 1.2 million people rsvp but here's the thing is at this point like they have to realize 1.2 million people aren't actually going to show up it's just trolls you, you think it's just, like, a this joke? Is just jokes like at this point like even i said i was going to go to the party you think i'm going to go there no oh you RSVP. yeah i rsvp like because i saw it and it's just like an invite i was like yeah shit one is all like I it's just g- people joking it's people joking i don't think that anyone's actually going to show up for the party have you ever been to a quinceanera yeah you have because mm-hmm. this quinceanera by the way they were they're expecting like three bands it's like a way better sweet 16 i mean it's a huge like the like a super sweet 16 is called like a regular quinceanera you know what i mean like those are bomb they are amazing i want to go i have never been as to far one. as we're talking about like those preteen parties you know those teen parties that you have to go to right there's the bar mitzvah the bot mitzvah the quinceanera and then the sweet 16 I'm going to say that the Quinceanera is, like, right up top, man. I, what a huge celebration. I think it's huge, yeah. That and, like, probably the bar mitzvah. Mm, I mm. want to go. Sounds amazing. Uh, anyhow, thanks, Pilar, for sending that. Um, we also got this for advice. So what would you do? I'll just read it to you, and then, okay. then I want your two cents, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Sarah and Sammy. Love the show. Uh, and I want to tell you about a situation that I have with my close friend from college, Amanda. Amanda is hopelessly in love with a guy um, named Francois, who is attracted to her but doesn't have reciprocal strong feelings for over the past couple of weeks i've been listening to her sob on the couch as she tries to come to terms with the fact that francois is not in love with her and in fact is dating other women um and she's forcing herself to try and get over it but it's not going well anyway to add insult to injury recently francois actually asked amanda if i was single 
and if I was interested in him. This clearly hurt her. She told him, hands off, Francois, and said it um, really made her uncomfortable, and it, if the two of them dated, it would be particularly hard on her friendship with me, and then, of course, things would be over. So, wait, so the friend wants to slay him, right? And that's the issue? Is that, that what well, Francois really... wants to slay Amanda's friend, but it gets better than that. Fast forward to this past weekend. We all went out with a group of friends. Amanda had been drinking quite a bit and comes to whisper in my ear that I told... This is what Amanda says. I told Francois that if he wants you, we can go back to the apartment and have a threesome. I laughed it off, but then when we all Ubered back to the apartment, I understood she was serious. Both of them were acting super awkward and expecting me to start making out with them. Francois blurted out, I was telling Amanda that I'd like to give you both oral pleasure. What would you have done in this situation? I started to drink more and then ended up going home as those two seemed to go at it. Oh, so she didn't actually do it. But wow. she's saying now it's super awkward. What do you do? I like, mean, do you just continue to be friends with Amanda? Do you? I mean, at this point, like, clearly Amanda has some issues with Francois. You know what I mean? So Amanda's intimacy with Francois is more important than her friendship with you. Clearly. Um, but wait, why do you think that? Because she pawned you off as a sex thing just to get him back in her corner. Okay, so you, know, you so find she that- tried like a desperate move to be like, I'm going to make sure that he stays with me. Hey, you can bang my friend, but you have to do it with me. You don't think she was just drunk? Sarah, and, she like, was going to go through. She was going to do the three. Like she was actually going to have a threesome. Okay. I would have. I don't know why people don't joke in these situations. I would have been like, "There's no way I'm having a threesome with you guys." Have you ever? You you've probably been solicited. You have. To have a threesome, right? I have two, and I didn't realize what was really happening. And yeah, then, and? And then I was like, absolutely not. Really? The two was people, it two guys? <laughs> I feel like they were all about the Eiffel Tower. No, it no. was not. It was another woman and a guy, and I was like, absolutely not. The guy was married. No. Well, clearly that woman was married to him, I'm assuming? No. So that's even better. <laughs> that is, okay, now that's some scandalous shit. Why are we sharing that story? Oh, my, I'm glad, I will gladly tell you. The guy was married. He was hooking up with this other woman who was a friend of mine. She wanted all of us to have a threesome. I was like, in your dreams, please. I'm just saying that at this point, she's either got to own it, walk in the situation, just continue being friends with them, saying like, well, you know. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't or Joke you just about have to, it. Or you just have to completely go ghost. Like, there's no in-between. Obviously, I think Amanda's just heartbroken. I mean, she really wants to be with Francois, but it's not happening. Yeah, so. Francois, what a dick. Well, it's hard. I feel uh, like when can you... Can I please give you both uh, a whole pleasure? Uh, <laughs> a whole plaisir? No? Oh, s'il te plaît. But what if I uh, put a cigarette in one's vagina to hold my cigarette while I please the other one? Huh? Francois? <laughs> Francois, oui, oui. Uh, Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. That's how he would say it, by the way. Just so you know. Go, Amanda. Amanda. I want to, how they say, perform the conalinguas. <laughs> I would like to, uh, I see that your uh, milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Uh, I could totally see Francois. Francois, actually, I'm kind of falling for Francois <laughs> right now. I would not lose a friendship over this, would you? The woman's in love with Francois, and I think Francois has got some moves. I would just joke about it, and I'd be like, remember that last weekend, this past weekend, when you tried to get us drunk and I'll have a threesome? Yeah, that's not happening But again. I would say in front of people, like people that she works with. No, you can't that do way that. You that's make, like that embarrassing way you, to her. Well, how do you think I feel being dragged into a threesome? Almost having Francois go down on me. <laughs> 
Why would you care? I mean, I think it's a compliment. Everyone gets solicited for sex all the time. Get over it. It's not offensive. To say everyone, Sarah. It's offensive when it's unwanted. These two started touching each other. They weren't, like, forcing you to do anything. I have a handful of friends that would take offense to that statement. Because I guarantee you they've never been solicited for sex. You, oh, come on. Who? Oh, I got some friends, Sarah. I don't Definitely. believe that. I you have, all of your friends are good-looking people. They I haven't married. been solicited for sex. Someone's ever been like, hey. Like, not in years. It's someone's been like, hey, I remember let's two do female this. listeners that wanted to have a threesome with you, and I think I thought you stood down. No, Sarah. I think what happened... You're talking about the ones that recently came that were like, I would totally sleep with you, Sammy, but my boyfriend's right here? No, I that thought this was count. a while ago. Oh, the one... You're talking about after your weird boat experiment? Your weird boat yeah, fiasco? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was one where it almost was, and, and then one fell asleep. And I know. And being solo. And isn't it so... It's so hard to get to the threesome, because, you know, there's just... It's so awkward. You're no, like, not isn't. prepared. It's a lot, a lot of drunk. A lot of drunk. <laughs> I wouldn't break up with a friend over that. I really wouldn't. So Dan goes, Sarah, remember Rich? He coaches the, the U15 team. <laughs> Oh, okay. If Dan ever wanted Wait, to do that, is there I'd be anyone like named amazed. Rich that he works with? By the way, I just throw out a random name. If that's true, I'm the one to get sued for libel. No, no, I don't think so. Because I, I heard like, because uh, you know. Oh, he's out in Virginia though, right? Yeah. Okay, I was worried because did you hear that Ivanka Trump is like suing? For who? Like she's suing people in Montgomery County Court supposedly. For what? For libel. What'd they say about her? Some blogger like said that she like was a prostitute. Yes, I do remember. I don't know if that's a true story or not, if I just got hacked in the fake news. I don't believe anything anymore that I read. So We should have that guy on. He runs like a political blog. Mm -hmm. He's an interesting character. I think it's Melania because he called Melania a prostitute prostitute and all this stuff. And then she's suing him and he basically says it's his First Amendment right. Actually, that's a good guest. We should get them on. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, When you're out to dinner in a couple, are there really annoying um, things that couples do or have you ever participated in this? Yes, the most annoying thing a couple can do is sit on the same fucking side. I do that all the time. That is Dan. the most annoying damn thing. Because it's romantic. No, I love romance. It's not Give me romance. romance. Okay, here's the problem. You show up to a busy restaurant, okay, and you say, actually, do you mind if we actually get that yes. table? We want to sit on the same side. Do you understand that you are two people now taking up the amount of money that four people would usually pay? That's what the issue is I have, is how you don't even realize, and when, especially when I see a couple seated that way, I know for a fact. They're going to seat you at the foursome table anyway. No, they weren't. A lot of times they weren't. But I'm telling you, as a fact, when I see a couple seated that way, I know that they aren't going to tip shit. I can, Why? I, because at this point, that guy already has way too much on his mind. He's trying to save some money. Like, if you're sitting on the same side of your girl, that's not like a first date. That's like the 14th, 15th date, you know, at this point. And you're tired of taking her out. You're not going to tip for shit. Like, that's when you leave, like, oh, the total's $12? Well, here's a slick dollar, son. That is not I true. I swear. No, I tell you, man. I love sitting on the same side with that Dan the when we worst. go to dinner. That is the worst. Why? You can't. How is that a conversation? Like, you can't even. Like, go, then stay at home and sit on your couch. No, like, a it's dinner is spo- romance. It's you're, not, like, cuddled no, up in It's not in the romance. Time. Romance is looking at each other, no. okay, being able to converse and look at the other person's eyes and face, and then holding their hands every once in a while. That's romance. Sitting next to each other and trying to finger bang each other while you're getting <laughs> breadsticks is not romance, Sarah. <laughs> We're not doing that. We sit next to each other and we look at everybody else passing in love and at winter. It's, like, so romantic. I love that. I would expect you to tip 40% if you're going to sit that 40% way. 40% 40% because you're taking up. We were taking valuable space from customers that I could have had, and you're being annoying. In your dreams. Uh, oh, but Francois, I just want to lick you all about that. Oh, my God. Francois, sitting next to Francois at a romantic table, like him speaking French oh, in I my guarantee. ears. Okay, oh. here. 
I'll tell Francois. you this. Francois. The second I hear that French accent, oh, okay, give it the to second me. I hear that French accent and I see him sitting on the same side of the table, I know for a fact that fucker's not tipping. <laughs> like, I know for a fact. You're so I know for a Francois. fact. I know for a fact he's not going to tip me. Here are the other annoying things that couples do when they're out to dinner playing footsie, handsy, and mouncy. What's mouthy? Uh, I think that's just called sucking face. Oh, I love to make out with Dan in public, and he gets so mad. It's so no, it's this guy. I'll like, oh, get the fuck up. Go home. Like, what is wrong with you guys? Why don't you like to have public romance? It's no, just you a can little romance. a little kiss here and there, but when you're kissing for more than thirty seconds at a time, on a consistent basis, I'd probably go, guys, get the fuck out. Like, get out. Also, they say feeding each other. Little little spoonful. Try this. Um, if you're feeding constantly, if it's just like, oh well. Here, try, try this. this. Once is fine, but if it's numerous, like if they're actually like getting dessert and he has one fork, you know, if you only ask for one spoon with dessert and he sits there and he takes a bite, then he takes a bite and he feeds her, then I'm like, what a douchebag. Like, um, how about overtouching? And then the last one is speaking in cutesy voices. Boo boo. Boo boo, what do you want? Okay, I will say that doesn't bother me as much, but now couples that get in these little like personal spats. When they're out in public, that's oh, that a big thing. Oh, that happens to me, too, all the time. I hate that. Oh, my gosh. When you go up to someone, like, when you're just walking, when you're hanging out at a restaurant, and the couple next to you is like, silently, oh, my God, Dan, I swear, when we get out of here, we'll talk about this yeah. later, okay? He's like, but I want to talk about it now. Why? Is it because I don't want to ruin your dinner? And you just start sitting there, and you're eavesdropping, you're like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. Have you witnessed, because you've worked in the restaurant industry, have you witnessed a lot of couples fighting? Because I would oh my say God, yes. most of Dan and Mai's um, fights over the past like three and a half years have been at, at restaurants. Oh, so you're that couple. You're that couple oh, that absolutely. we're sitting next to and we go, mm-hmm. well, that was... Uh... Oh, I'll be... Because we don't... Sometimes we go through periods where he's working a lot or whatever. Our schedules are crazy. We don't see each other. So when we do, we'll plan like a day night and go out. And then it all comes out. Like I have to talk to him about all my issues. And then we end up like just like getting into it right there at the restaurant. Yeah, that's happened to me. I'm sure that happens to tons of people. Um, I have, I guess I'm not a big public fighter. So the second I see it getting there, that's when I either just shut down or I go and I'll pay and I'll leave. Like, I'll just be like, take the check and I'll get out. Like, you just food, leave. I'll, I'll just leave, yeah. <laughs> like, I won't sit there and do it in public. Like, I will have a blowout yelling fight in our car. I will do it in the house. I will do it in an apartment. When we're together, yes. In public, fuck no. I don't like to kiss and I don't like to yell in public. I, I'm down with almost all those, except for constant feeding. But I love, and then when I go to restaurants, like you go to a super romantic restaurant in D.C. So for those of you who listen to us somewhere else, you know, we, we podcast mostly out of D.C. I love going, Marcel's is one of my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. here. Super romantic. Super old you school just romantic. So much romance there, and I love to watch couples. They just like touch each other the whole time. It's snoopy doopy. It's well, like, yeah. So at that point, you realize my husband's about to pay four hundred dollars for this meal. I gotta suck it afterwards. Like, <laughs> I better get him warmed up now. If I just go home and just try to give him a tug job in the car, he's going to be super pissed. He's taking me to Subway for our next anniversary. Lots of people tagged uh, me in this, and they wanted me to get you this as a Christmas gift. It's called Ella Trunks, and Ella Trunks essentially has a... um, a, Wait, I already know what these are. Yeah, a string or a, a, a tugging... What would you call it? Tugging device? Okay. 
Wait, maybe I don't know what these are. Um, so it see. helps to like, is it supposed to help me if I like accidentally get excited? No, this is supposed to be able to help you scratch your balls and adjust yourself without putting your hands down your pants. Oh, so it just has a string that's up by the thing so I can just yeah. jingle that around. Yeah, you jingle that around. I'm trying to bring up the Facebook video. Oh, that's video fantastic. No, that's great. I love that idea. Here's my thing, though. You're still got to like kind of get down in your pants. And so see, see the little string at the top? Uh-huh. So you and can then, just jiggle that and it will, you know. So you kind of have that hang out of your jeans or very close to the top of your jeans. So you just give a little tug on that. How often do you have to adjust yourself Here's every day? Here's the thing. Are uh, these necessary? I, uh, for, if you're wearing underwear, absolutely. I have to adjust myself all the time. Especially, like, if you're wearing, like, more form-fitting underwear. Because, like, two balls get to one side and that's uncomfortable. And you got to, like, readjust, get your equilibrium back. You know, get your equilibrium back. Here's the video that, by the way, this has been seen, like. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you just literally pull it up and readjust. It's got, like, a little tube around your satchel. <laughs> So that way, when you pull it, it just goes, oh, yeah, okay. Fix it. Okay, that's your, like, tugging on it. Yeah, but that's great, though. See, this makes total sense to me. What? Yep, yep, total sense. Elatronk is the name of the the underwear, by Mm -hmm. the way, and then you can purchase them. i got to see how much these are. Thanks to everybody. Oh, they're out of stock. They Uh, ship the same day. Yeah. Can you believe, like, even people want to buy that? I'm like... There's a market for that. I'm telling you, if you product. have that big of an issue, just do what I do. Don't just don't wear. Don't what? Just don't wear underwear. It's super easy. It's, <laughs> it, it never gets stuck anywhere if you're not wearing anything. You know what I mean? Um, follow us on social media at Hey Frage, H E Y F R A S E on Instagram, Twitter, Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. It's the Sammy S A M Y K on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, you can always email us with a topic you want us to discuss. Sarah at HeyFrage.com and Sammy K at HeyFrage.com. Ooh. Bye, everybody. Ciao.